welcome to the Advance Your Art podcast, where we talk about the journey from artist to entrepreneur and everything in between. You've worked hard to hone your craft. Now take it to the next level with tips, techniques, strategies, and routines used by successful artists to grow their businesses and careers. Now, let's get started and have some fun with your host, Yuri Cataldo. Marvin, welcome to the show. How are you doing this evening? Hey, if I was doing any better, I'd explode, Yuri. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing well. I don't think I'm doing as well as you, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm doing well. <laughs> uh, I've looked into you. You're doing quite well for yourself. <laughs> Thank, you. You Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, you know, f- flattering me is a good way to start this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you and I have just recently met. You're someone who's done a lot of different things. So I'd like to start off by asking you to describe yourself and what you do. Okay. Well, I am uh, 69 years young, and I've been a lifelong entrepreneur. Uh, I was first a hippie rock and roll guitar player right out of college. I did that for probably 10, 15 years. And uh, then I got married. The kids were on the way. I hadn't quite made it as the rock and roll star that I aspired to be. And, uh, you know, playing the jukebox cover tunes at the local pub just wasn't getting it for me anymore. So I had to sort of grow up and get a real job, although it wasn't a job. I uh, I actually I, I started studying Zen, and I joined a Zen community in uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan. I was living in Michigan at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the other uh, head students at the temple was a carpenter. I, I also had carpenter skills. And we started a little, you know, uh, bootstraps business. Uh, we, we printed up these flyers. This was before computer and Internet and all that. We printed up flyers claiming that we could do anything in the home improvement business. Mm-hmm. And uh, we spread them all over the neighborhood, and we started getting calls. And the flyer claimed we could do anything. (laughs) 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 And uh, uh, so we get a call, we get a job. We didn't know how to do it. We go down to the uh, down the store and buy us one of those sunset books on how to do it. Mm -hmm. Study up, and then we'd buy the materials. We'd sign the contract and go do the job. And we we did very good work, and we got word of mouth. Long story short, eventually it turned into an actual business. Mm-hmm. I eventually bought my partner out because he was moving on. He was going to actually, he had become ordained. He was going to start his own temple. I bought him out and built that company into, uh, well, now this is back in the 80s, mind you. Well, we were doing in excess of $2 million a year. I had 14 carpenters in the field, uh, five office staff, including an architectural designer, secretary, bookkeeper, and all that. And uh, had a good run for about 15 years during the, the housing boom of the 80s. Uh, the only reason I got out of that was because, and you have to understand, you're, uh, that housing boom was, it was money that wasn't real. It wasn't real money. It was perceived value. 
your two hundred thousand dollar home next year was worth two fifty, then it was worth three hundred thousand. And then it was so people had all this equity in their homes to take out a second mortgage and put an addition on the house, you know, uh put a sunroom on, remodel the kitchen, finish the basement, all that. Well, in the mid nineties that bubble popped. <laughs> and all of a sudden, uh you had a four hundred thousand dollar mortgage on a house that was only worth two hundred thousand dollars now. Mm. So the home improvement business tanked, and I sort of had to scuttle the whole thing. And here I was in my mid-50s and had to figure out something else to do. So I got into uh, some different multi-level uh, network marketing companies. I'm a pretty good public speaker and a motivator. Mm-hmm. So I did pretty well. I had a couple good runs with those. But eventually I tired of all the ha type of, you know, pump you up every night uh it was just a lot of hype. Yeah. And a few people made a lot of money while everyone else didn't make anything. In fact, they spent more money going to conferences and buying tapes and motivational books and stuff than they did actually make money. So I just lost interest in it. Uh, my heart wasn't in it anymore. I became a writer. Mm-hmm. I published some books and in the process became a professional editor. And uh, I actually make more money as an editor now that I have with book royalties Although I would have made a lot more in my books if I'd have had access to the program I'm running now, which we'll get into a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But um, they just went along about like that for a while. Uh, and then a year ago, uh, one of my old author clients that I had edited his book for looked me up on Facebook and said he had this idea uh, for a business. And I, uh, he ran it by me, and I thought it was just brilliant. So... I actually relocated down from Michigan, came down here to North Carolina to be in close proximity with them, and uh, we launched this new business. So here I am uh, knocking on age 70, and I'm starting a new enterprise because I just have the entrepreneurial spirit here. I I, I can't sit still and not do anything. Uh, if, if I go too long without some kind of new challenge, I just wither up and die. Sure, sure. Well, you've definitely had just in the you know in the short few paragraphs you've just mentioned a very interesting career, and I so I'd like to find some parallels between them. So, walk me through the process: hippie rock and roll guitarist, then Zen, then entrepreneur. So what what was it within there? So you know you were again you were this rock and roll guitarist who then started studying and becoming more Zen and then met someone who then you then started a company with, what were you, I guess, what were you thinking at the time and why particularly did you pick to get into home improvement? Well, uh, initially the partnership was just, uh, uh, we were living communally. It was a way uh, in the temple, the, all the students, we lived communally. And so we needed money to, to, uh, the temple was actually just an old house that we had bought, and we needed to renovate it. And in the process of renovating it, of course, we needed money. Mm-hmm. And so it was a way to raise money for the uh, for the temple, for the community. And uh, but then eventually, I I got out of Zen training. My 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 Zen. The thing about studying under Zen master is eventually they want you to, you know, take up their dharma. It's called and uh, ordain you as a as one of their priests, you know, and uh, you go out and start another temple. Yeah. 
Okay. <clears throat> and I, I just couldn't go that way. I had a family coming and I was getting more and more interested in the business side of what we were doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was paying attention to this housing boom going on and I noticed how easy it was to get home improvement jobs. So I think that's why I really turned into a businessman. I, okay. I just, I studied it and I went to some seminars on, you know, uh, there was this one seminar about, uh, oh, what's the guy's name? He talks about, uh, craftspeople that do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, but they don't know the business side. <clears throat> you know, you can be a good carpenter, but that doesn't mean you can run a carpentry business. Mm-hmm. You can be a good, uh, I don't know. You could, you could be a good filmmaker, but you can't necessarily run a filmmaking business. It's a whole different animal. Right. So I started educating myself on the business side of, of the remodeling industry, went to some seminars, and um, that's how I, I guess, yeah, the, the rock and roll thing wasn't going to be entrepreneurialism. It was a way to not have a J-O-B, which I called just over broke, you know, which reminds me of a, a, a great Jim Rohn statement. I don't know if you're familiar with Jim Rohn. He's a great business mentor. Yeah, I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He says, you know, if you don't have a plan for your life, chances are you're going to fall into someone else's plan. And guess what they have planned for you? Not much. (laughs) (laughs) So so I just, it intrigued the idea of going into business for myself because there's sky's the limit. There's risks, you know, you can lose. And I have lost big time a couple Mm -hmm. times in my life. But the excitement of it and the, the freedom of it being your own boss, no no ceiling over you can go as high as you want. <clears throat> yeah. It's a great country to be able to do that in. Definitely. Yeah. So you you brought up a very very good point, and that is actually kind of the the thesis of this entire podcast. And that there's a lot of people who are trained to or you know trained are musicians, but they don't know the business side of the music industry. Or in your mm-hmm. instance, you know you talked about that they 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 know the craft part of not the business side of the craft. Uh, of model making. So what were some key elements that you were taught that help you separate the process of remodeling from the business side of that business or the business side of the remodeling business? Oh, it was, it was going to seminars and I remember I went to one and this guy said, uh, he questioned all of us in, in the, in the, in the room. Uh, and we were all, Business owners, right? We, we owned our own company business. He said, uh, what hundreds is the Dow industrial market at? And none of us knew. He said, you're all CEOs of a company. You don't even know where the stock market it is right now. You haven't evaluated the market. And it, it, it dawned on me, I, you know, I need to pay more attention, be more circumspect mm-hmm. in what's going on in the, not only just my industry, but the economy as a whole to make plans based on, you know, taking a look at uh, projections and, and existing statistics. I don't know if that answered your question. Maybe say it again. I maybe didn't get it just right. No, I mean, it, it really did. Of Because of, you're right. A, a lot of people, let's say, you know, regardless of industry they're in, oftentimes focus with, you know, just on their own unique business or just what they're working on. And not at the larger economic forces, which is kind of what you were speaking about. Is there so besides I mean, looking uh, at, at that, is, are there other elements too that that you should help look at to separate from the you know the craft from the business? 
Well, absolutely. Uh, I, I actually hired a, uh, a business consultant to come in and look at my company. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he, he showed me how to make a real profit and loss statement. And, 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 uh, you know, he would go out in the field and observe my workers working and he'd get feedback from my clients. And, uh, he taught me so much on the difference between being a carpenter and running a carpentry company. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's where I really, I, I learned a lot from that man. I, and I loved him quite a bit as far as being able to become a successful businessman. Sure. So let's let's jump a little bit ahead then to your your years spent in the the network marketing space. Um, what were some things that you pulled from your time there that have helped you in what you're doing now? Let me think about that. Sure. I would say that uh, well, for one thing, I developed into a, a comfortable public speaker. Mm-hmm. Although I'd been a performer all my life, I mean, I performed in church when I was two years old. But public speaking is different than standing behind a microphone and holding a guitar and, and showing off how fast you are to the girls so you can get laid that night. It's a different thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I, I developed into a more of a leader. Mm-hmm. You know, to be successful in network marketing, you have to lead your you have to identify your leaders and lead them and manage them. And you have to hold business meetings and be inspirational in front of people. And, uh, and I just garnered a lot of life experience too from it that helped me into my writing career. Mm-hmm. Because there was, I mean, I mean, I just, I saw success and failure all the time and, uh, entered into so many different relationships. And to be a good writer, you, re- you really have to know like I write novels and so I create these characters and these characters are based on either a person or sort of an amalgamation of certain persons that I've known, you know, so you can, you can really might write more realistic if you're thinking about an actual human being when you're creating a character than just trying to pull it out of thin air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when was it in your career that you decided to start writing? It was in my uh, mid-50s. Okay. Mid-50s. I, I started thinking about it actually during during the network marketing phase. Mm-hmm. And uh, when that sort of punched out, <clears throat> uh, I decided, you know what? And I wasn't really hurting for money when I decided not to do that. I had made a couple good runs in network marketing. So I had a little bit of money to live on for a while before I decided to start a new venture. Mm-hmm. And I thought, hey, you know what, I'm just going to start writing. And uh, writing runs in the family. My dad wrote well. Uh, uh, most of my brothers write well. It's, it's just sort of in our genes. So I wrote my first novel. And uh, during that process, uh, and by the way, if any authors out there, uh, I am a professional editor myself. Uh I don't care how good you think you are at self-editing. Do not have your book published without another professional uh, being your editor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would never publish my own books as a professional editor myself without having another professional editor. Right. You, can't, you, you can't see your own work. Okay. You, you're too. You're not objective enough. Sure. Uh, so, uh, backtracking, as I 
worked with my editor on that first novel, I began getting interested in the process of editing and how much it, uh, it's such a, it's such an art. It really is a craft. Mm-hmm. Uh, how you can take three words and turn them into one that's more powerful. Uh, how you can, how you can break a long paragraph into shorter, shorter sentences for, to create more power. Mm-hmm. Uh, things like that. And, uh, <clears throat> I think I got sidetracked there. But, uh, so anyway, I became interested in editing. I, I read a great book by, uh, Stephen King. And, uh, I'm not a real fan of his genre, you know, the blood and guts and gore and all that stuff, but he is, he is supreme at writing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he wrote this book called On Writing. And the first half is sort of his autobiography. The second half is, he explains, I call it the King's English, mm-hmm. you know, how to, <laughs> uh, and his, his method of self editing is par excellence. I just, uh, I learned a lot from that book. And, uh, by the time I wrote my second novel, I worked with another great editor. And by then I was in love with editing. And, uh, like I said, the books did okay, but, uh, you know, I couldn't live on royalties, but I, I make a pretty good, pretty good extra income now as a professional editor. Well, wonderful. So then, so what's interesting now is, you know, you had your, a few entrepreneurship opportunities and then kind of worked into writing. And now you've launched this new venture. That's kind of the, a mashup of both of those. So tell me about publishing for people. Uh, what is it about and why did you want to start this new company? Okay. Well, I, I mentioned earlier that, uh, a friend of mine, Billy Lonis, who I had edited a book for contacted me with this idea. Mm-hmm. But he's a, he's a brilliant inventive thinker. And in fact, he claims that I see no reason to, you know, he's a very honest, sincere, authentic kind of guy. He claims to actually have invented the, uh, you know, the ever ready, uh, bunny, mm-hmm. the bunny that never stops. Yes. The energizer bunny. Yes. The- that idea was stolen from him. Really? He submitted it and yeah, yeah, he submitted it and I had a copy written and they just, they took it. Wow. Yeah, never, never paid him a penny. But anyway, he's an inventor and he thinks of great business ideas and he came up with this idea for a website that would promote little known but worthy up and coming struggling artists, mm-hmm. musicians, musical groups, uh, book writers, artsy filmmakers, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. And, uh, and the idea was that we would put them on this website for free. Okay. Uh, no charge for publishing you. And then we would ask the people to come onto the website, you know, via social media. Let's say you, let's say you just wrote a book and you put it up on, on our site. Mm-hmm. You, you get a author ID link from publishing for the people and you spread it out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Tell people to go check out your book. Well, they, for a $10 donation, they can download your ebook. Mm-hmm. And they get a publishing for the people ID and then they can invite other people to the site and they earn points for doing this. Okay. And we have this whole point system built into a social network within the website. It's kind of like Facebook. You can make a post, uh, you, you, but you earn points for making a post. Uh, the more likes you get, the more points you earn. You write a review of work of art, you get points. Anyway, points, 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 points. And then we give back to the people a percentage of the revenues raised for helping us promote the artists. Mm-hmm. 
So this incentivizes people to come to the, the website and promote these little known artists. They they get these fresh new ebooks and CDs, DVDs that they probably ne- never would have heard of before. Mm-hmm. The artists usually, like a musical group, usually has a local following, a fan base, friends, and everyone. Those people go on the site. They can promote your your book, your CD for you. Earn points and win cash prizes, 20, 40, 60, all the way up to a thousand dollars we pay back to our, to the people for promoting their artists. Hmm. So, and this has never been done before. An idea where you give, where a publishing company gives back to the people, not just, you know, what they purchased. And in our case, it's not a purchase, it's a donation. But, uh, you know, we allocate like 20, 25% of revenues as prizes given back to the people that do the most talking up of our website. Sure. And we also, uh, we're not like the big publishing company's house. We're not egregious at all. Uh, <laughs> uh, 40% of all revenues raised go directly back to the artists. So, oh, and also we, uh, we give to charities. You know, 10% of all revenues raised goes to charities. The people who are participating in the program, they can vote on the charity of their choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the charity gets the most votes, gets the, gets the, uh, the donation. And, and this is how I wanted to talk about a win, 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 win situation. Cause I've heard of win wins and even win, win wins, but this is a four way win. Mm-hmm. Why, okay. How is it a four way win? Publishing for the people. And by the way, four is publishing spelled out the number four. Okay. The people publishing for the people for stands for the win, 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 win. As we talked about, mm-hmm. artists win because at no cost to them whatsoever, they get promoted globally. You know, we're, we're all, we already have members coming on from all different continents. So they're going to get exposure to a whole audience they would have never gotten to before. They receive much higher royalties than they could get anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And this is all free. The people win because we are the only publishing program that gives back to the people for, for helping us promote our artists. Charities win. That's number three because we are the only publishing company I know of that it's right inside our program. 10% of everything we raise is going to go to a charity, a charity that the people choose. Mm-hmm. And last of all, of course, we win. We keep 14% of all revenues, which is hardly... Uh, Hardly greedy compared to, you know, most big publishing companies. So mm-hmm. it's a win, 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 win. Artists win, people win, charities win, we win. Wonderful. How long has your company been in business? Well, we started launching, we tried to launch about a year ago. Uh, but as with any new, uh, this, trust me, this is a brand new, never been done before unique idea. There were some problems, some glitches we had to, we had to pull it back, stop, make some changes. Oh, by the way, we hired a, a great website development company in India. Uh, it's called Online Corporate India, uh, run by a, a brilliant young man named uh, Swapnil Shakar. Had to get a plug-in for them. But they created this immense, immensely complex yet easy-to-navigate website. Mm-hmm. And, but, but like I said, we, we put it out there. We we got some feedback. There's this wrong, that wrong. We pulled it back. We put it out again. And it's taken a whole year for us to get it to where it is now. It's a well-oiled machine ready to go. 
We've got uh, seven or eight artists up right now, another six in the queue, and more submissions coming in all the time. So just really just getting started here, right? Yeah, that's wonderful. After a year of after a year of trying and working and redoing, and entrepreneurs out there expect some hurdles. You know, if you're trying something new, something brand new, yeah, get ready to drop back and punt if you have to. <clears throat> well, definitely. So if if somebody listening to this podcast would like to submit their book or album to you, how do they do that on the website? Okay, thanks for asking. It's, it's very simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, First of all, anyone can become a member. It's your registration is free. If you want to be a points earning, prize winning, uh, potentially prize winning uh, member, we ask that you make one donation to one of the art lots. Uh, the artist, if you're an artist, when you log onto the site, there's a banner right at the top that says we we are we are uh, signing. You know, are you an artist? Please click here if you'd like to become a publishing for the people artist. You click there, it takes you to an artist sign-up page. You fill it out, agree to send us a sample of your work. Obviously, we have to review your work. We, we can't just put anything up. It has to be good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but what if, if we accept you, then we send you a contract. And by the way, our contract is non-exclusive. Your artist retains full rights to their works. You can still self-publish. You can go on Amazon if you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, we're this is just a free, no strings attached, extra promotional opportunity for you. Uh, so, the, and if you happen to miss that and go to another page, there'll be a pop-up that comes up. Says, "Are you an artist? We want to, we want to help you. <laughs> Click here." So, it, you know, you can't miss it if you're an artist. It's Perfect. easy to do. Perfect. Well, it's, it sounds like a, a fantastic site. Uh, so, with your ye- years of experience in multiple fields, what are some things that you've learned about starting your own company or entrepreneurship that has really helped you along the way? Can I say two of them? Sure, of course. One, and I got this from a business mentor when I was, uh, actually it was during my network marketing years. Uh, And he said, uh, Barbara, I'm going to let you know a little secret about business. He says, what's that? He says, he said, always have a back door. Have a plan B. In case this business doesn't work, what are you going to do? How are you going to keep the lights on? How are the bills going to get paid? Uh, if the, if this venture doesn't work, and God help us, we hope it does, but have plan B in mind. The other one I want to say is to people who are building a business and it's starting to become successful, for God's sakes, capitalize the company. Before you, before you start elevating your lifestyle, you need to start, stock money away and have enough money in the bank so you can operate for at least one full year without any revenue coming in. Life stay on, employees get paid, bills are paid. Uh, once you get to that point and you are well capitalized, then sure, enjoy the fruits of your labor, you know, get the nicer house, the, the nicer car, take the fancy vacations, yeah. but capitalize the company first. Good, good. Both very excellent pieces of advice. So Marvin, I want to thank you again for taking the time to chat with me. I really appreciate it. If the listeners would like to get a hold of you, also you know, check out more of your website, where is the best place they can go for that? Well, go to uh, publishingforthepeople.com. And again, it's publishing the number four, the people, publishingforthepeople.com. 
And uh, for God's sakes, help us out. You know, come on board, check out our arts, donate to one, become a member. If you're an artist, please, we want to promote you if you've got good work. Um, you can also find me on Facebook, uh, Marvin D. Wilson. Where else? I'm on uh, Twitter as Pays Fiddler, P-A-I-Z-E underscore Fiddler. Oh, I'm on Instagram as The Old Silly, I believe. And uh, I'm just like, you know what? You just Google Marvin D. Wilson. You'll find me. Sure. Excellent. Well, I will definitely put as many links as I can in the show notes so people can click right through. It's been a pleasure, Yuri. Thank you, Marvin. My, my pleasure as well. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Advance Your Hour podcast. If you liked this episode, please go into iTunes and give us a five-star rating. And while you're there, hit the subscribe button so that every single time I release a new episode, it will go directly to you without even thinking about it. If you're interested in hearing older episodes, please go to AdvanceYourArt.com where you can find the catalog of everything I've done so far, as well as contact information and projects I'm working on. Thank you again, and have a great day.